Hola, amigos. It's been a minute since we've done a podcast. Recording on there? Yeah, well, there, but this, this is the audio. Oh. Because my microphone's really not that good, so we're just going to use this guy. I forgot that you can do that. So, guys, I'm here with Eric Abrons. Infinite seeking on... Uh, on what? TikTok, yeah? Just TikTok? Yeah, just TikTok. Just TikTok? TikTok? Cool. So, we're just going to be chopping it up. Uh... I haven't posted a podcast in a hot minute, but then I'd just be hanging out with Eric, and Eric just says some philosophical shit all the time. I'm like, yo, we just need to record this shit. So that's, uh, you want to stand or sit? You know, I think standing's good for us, but I mean, I, I think, like, if you really want to grab a chair at some point, you can, you know? Yeah. Better uh, circulation, Yeah, right? yeah, that's true. I haven't really you stood know, that like, much today. You know, I've, I've, been, I've been sitting a majority of the day. Standing podcast, Stand yeah. up to sitting. You know, like, good for your posture, you know? Things flow better that way. Stand up to sitting. That's what we're doing right now. Yeah. So, uh, basically, we have no idea what we want to title this video, so we're just going to find that out later within the video. Uh, but we're going to talk about uh, what life has been for both of us recently, because it's been very fucking wild for for me. I know, and uh, Eric just turned 22, so I know Eric's new to Miami, and it's a pretty Miami. interesting, pretty interesting place. So I'm I'm excited to hear Eric's deeper thoughts that he hasn't shared with me about what Miami is like, what he's learned, and uh, just just to dive dive into the depths of each other's minds and then put it on the internet, essentially yeah. what a podcast is. I mean, I told you this, like I've been here for like a month. It's felt like vacation. I mean, I've had a complete environment switch from cold in New York City, to warm in Miami. I'm now away from all my family. I'm away from a lot of my attachments, not just like physically being near family, but you know, like the the psychological like hold that being around family can have and being in a familiar space, you know, when you're used to, you know, still walking around the streets that you walked around when you grew up, like that definitely, it can weigh you down. And you know, when you're not, like when you're just so comfortable like that, it can be hard to push yourself to get out of your comfort zone. It doesn't just come naturally when you're in an environment So, so like elaborate that. on the psychological hold. Well, it's like, you know, you may not go to your parents even if you live in your hometown, but the fact that they're there, just knowing that even subconsciously, that plays a role in like how you live your life. Like, you know that you can just go see your parents and it's like a lot of people, and I've, I've heard different like entrepreneurs talk about this, but it's like a lot of people don't like do what they want to do and they don't live their life because they end up you know, staying with their family, and then over time, it just gets easier and easier to stay where you are once you, you know, don't make that yeah. decision to go. I, Obviously, I, like, yeah. family's very valuable, though, and it's, like, it's also hard because it's, like, you never know when something could, God forbid, happen to you, you know, your mom or your dad, but as difficult as it is, you can't not live your life because... You know, maybe something might happen. Like that's what we're the talking fear, about. the fear. You know, like, yeah, like there, there's always risk. There, there's always a possibility that something might happen. You know, but it's like that's how we have to live our life. We have to live it in the uncertainty, in the unknown. So you've been here for not even a month, right? No, I've I've, I've been here for a month. I got here at the end of January, about. So like a month. But like I've been coming down and visit. I was here for New Year's, like. It's true. Yeah. You know, I've been visiting. I was back and forth for a little while, but now but it's like fully on your own for a little over a month. Yeah, I mean, I love it. I mean, like, dude, it's I, I, I can't express like all, all of the clients that I work one on one with. I'm just like, yo, the most important thing that you can do right now is prioritizing getting on your own. 
Like, just get the fuck on your own and put some pressure on yourself. Get away from that family because, like, when I was living in an apartment in Ohio, like, it was, like, close to my mom, you know, like, there, there was still pressure on me. It was like, yeah, I had to pay rent, but, like, if, if I didn't eat, like, if I didn't have money for food, I could go home and eat. Yeah. You know, like, when you move out on your own, like, no one's, no one's really here to, like, feed you and shit. So it was like, as soon as I moved here, it was scary as fuck, you know, because I didn't even come visit an apartment. You know, I visited Miami yeah. for, like, a weekend. And then I just kind of got a feel for what the city felt like, but I didn't visit any apartments. So I like I found one that list like had all the checkpoints, and I was like, okay, like I guess this will do the job. It's expensive. Um, it was actually wild because I went from making like three thousand dollars a month to like ten times that in one single month. And I'm not saying this to flex whatsoever. Please don't interpret it that way. <laughs> it's just like I. It was such. A, a fucking adjustment that I had to get used to and it's just like okay I, did, I only did it one month before moving here so I was like can I can I, I was like can I replicate this every yeah. single month type shit and I had no idea you know there was always that uncertainty and it was just like I fully bet on myself and I got here and like you, you met Abe the other day somehow for the first time and uh awesome dude no he was on New Year's right no he wasn't there oh yeah shit he wasn't there um but I would talk to him I'm like yo bro like how, how am I what if I can't pay this shit what if I can't do this? And it was that fear mm-hmm. that taught me so much because it's like, in this moment, in this moment, both of you, me, everyone watching this is totally fine. But in the back of your head, you probably have some fear lingering there, which is fully normal. Um, but it was just like sitting with that feeling of uncomfort and knowing that you're doing it intentionally rather than yeah. just like, it's, a, it's you don't have to be fearless, just don't let fear stop yeah. you. And I feel like that's something to always keep conscious. No, that's definitely true. And it's also like we, we tend to think about the future in terms of the past and so it's like it's hard when you tell people like oh like you have to consciously like create your life now you know because it's like all those thoughts keep recycling themselves because it's like repetition and you know it's the, it's the familiar past it's it's the known fast past like and that also gives you like a sense of safety and that's like that's literally one of our basic needs as human beings is safety so that's why we sit and we think about the past because it's known, it's comfortable. That's where we somewhat um, get our identity from. You know, like if you ask them who they are, they're gonna tell you what they've done, who they've been, how people have known them. It's not like who you are in this moment. And so that's why people have a difficult time like grasping, like you have to step into the uncomfortable, uncertain now. And it's almost like you have to implement new thoughts, new ideas, and strip yourself away from everything that you think you've been. And that's why, like, for me at least, I feel like being self-aware and being an observer is, like, one of the greatest things you can do because then you can just let those thoughts come in. And I said, you don't have to take ownership over all your thoughts. That's what your ego wants you to do. Like, it wants to, like, build a house for you to live in. But you have to realize that, like, you're, like, like a bird's eye view. Like, you're, you can watch that house. The house is always going to be there. But... By no means argued that house. And it's like people stay stuck in the house. They feel like they can't open the door and leave. And then just look at the house. And so it's like you get new furniture in the house, you know, a new thought, a new belief system, new people, and you attach yourself onto all of those things. But the house is only so big and you can only fit so much in it. And so you end up limiting yourself. But it's like if you're out in the open, you're just aware of everything that is happening, then you're not limited by any means. That's why I have a hard time when people ask me, like, what do you do? Like, who are you? Like, like, what, what, like, people will be like, what do you do, bro? And I'm just like, fuck, man. It's just like, what do I do? You know, I do 
because like you just said, like it's always it's all past tense things, you know what I'm saying? Like things I've done, you know. But in that moment, they're asking me like, so who are you? They want to see how much they can respect you. Exactly. So it's like when people ask me that, I'm like, I don't know, bro. Like right now, I'm just Alex. I'm here and I'm enjoying myself. Um, like I have all these. Everyone has all these different alter egos where they can like flip a switch. Yeah. And like turn that on. Like the the, the side of me that the internet sees is just an alter ego, you know? The side of me that you saw on the boat the other day was just an alter ego, you know? Well, it's like, there's, a, there's only so much that you can present to the camera. It's like, exactly, yeah. at all times we're deciding, you know, like we decide right now we're gonna film this. Like they didn't see all the other conversations and it's like, they just snippets of life and that's what forms the image of Alex. And everyone has a different image for you to some degree because at different points they see you so they have a yeah. different story for you isn't that the same crazy? thing in terms of how you view yourself isn't that crazy because like you and me like don't ex- exist because there's a bajillion other versions of us out there you know because every single person we meet has a different perception of you a perception of me even if it's like say like say like two girls that you and i hung out with they they talk about their perceptions of both of us yeah. we're still not the same you know because one's has it's just fucking wild because there's same with everything though like the, it's just like everything the only thing that makes sense is that nothing makes sense so that's why i think why you shouldn't take it too seriously that's exactly one. what i was about for to say one, yeah. it's exactly what i was about yeah. to say because like i used to get like criticized for drinking you know like people would be like oh you're all about self-improvement but you're drinking i'm like bro like nothing i, I could die tomorrow so i'm i'm basically I've, I've thought like this since like a kid because me and Eric have talked about this multiple times where it's like, yo, when did you think you started thinking this way? And him and I both agreed that it was just like, oh, kind of like our, our whole life that we've, we've been mildly different. I know I, I didn't know you as a kid, but like, yeah. I know what you mean. You know what I mean? Yeah. Because like, when I was a kid, I would always ask my dad, I'm like, yo, why are you doing things that you don't like doing? Why are you doing things that don't make you happy? And he's like, because I have to. I'm like, no, you don't. And then whenever I would try to do something that I wanted to do, but it wasn't right, mm-hmm. I would get like in trouble for it. Yeah. And, I'm, and he'd be like, you can't always do what you want. I'm like, but why? Yeah. And it's like, then you feel that guilt or like your self-esteem, like you didn't do well in school or something. But it's like, I don't know, like at least for me, I always, I always made time with myself and I was like fortunate enough, I guess, to have somewhat of that freedom and everyone has different circumstances. But like, it got to a point that like you slowly, as your, I guess, like consciousness develops, you know, because, like, as you're, like, 13, 14, 15, 16, as you start to get into your later teens, that's when you can really start to grasp the picture of things. Because, like, when you're younger, you live in this bubble, and, that's like, that's, like, all you know. And then it's, like, you get older, and, like, for me, at least, like, I felt like high school was a bubble. And I was, like, yo, there's a whole, there's a whole life out there. But it's, like, if I keep walking on this path, and I just become part of the cycle. And, like, looking around, it didn't seem like the people that were in that cycle were really happy seemed like they were just doing things because right. you know, everyone right. before them had done the same things and it's like to some degree that's easy because it's like all right well the path's that way keep walking but it's like you like know, you're walking down this path and you're just taking punches from both sides you're yeah just like, why am i on this path because yeah. then you can fully take your own path but you take like one big punch at the beginning of making the decision to take your own path but then like you don't really take too many like obviously you still have hurdles in your in your road but like the path of doing what everyone else wants you to do is literally just like a continuous beat down mentally for like probably the, like a majority of your life because you're always in the back of your head, no, it's not what you want to do. And until you start to do what you want to do from a place of like 
just trying to make your soul happy, you're gonna yeah. have that in the back. You're gonna have that in the back of your head saying like, yo, like this is not what you're supposed to be doing. It's just like, and, and, and it's like I somewhat feel for people because I feel like not that many people have a developed intuition mm-hmm. and they haven't been able to, to trust that. We like, should talk to, about this. We should like actually to, tell people how to, yeah, to tune to, in. To like trust that inkling, like to trust that, that gut feeling. And it's like, I think there is somewhat of like a nature nurture part to it. Like I feel like some people may from a younger age, and, and I don't know if this necessarily has to do with introverted, extroverted, but like I always had time with myself. Like that voice was always there, and I knew I could always trust it. That didn't mean that I wouldn't get upset if I did something that I felt was intuitive, you know, like like spend more time, you know, playing basketball outside of school and doing things that I was passionate about because I, I've always believed that if I continue to do things that are passionate, it would lead me to where I am now, and it has. But that, that would lead to, for example, not spending as much time on my schoolwork. And I'm told, hey, you gotta do well in school so you can go to a good college so that you can you know, get a good job and, and, and have a good life and, and do all these things. But I knew that I couldn't fully put myself into it because my, my inner, like, deep down self just, just knew it was off. So would you say there's like a sacrifice needed? You call it a sacrifice or you could call it an investment. You know, because because it's like it's like I didn't feel like I was giving things up. I felt like I was investing in being my authentic self. So how do you tap into that though? Like how do you how do you know when it's your intuition speaking? Because people ask me this all the time, and I'm just like I don't know, bro. Like I just naturally kind of know. You know? You know? Yeah. I mean, like it's it's hard to like discern exactly like how you can know. It's not like you can do like a step one, step two, step three. Mm-hmm. But it's like, I think to some degree, you have to spend time with yourself because there's certain thoughts that you can trace back to certain people. Like, mm-hmm. where, does, where does this believe something? And it's like, if you can trace it back to a specific thing, then it's probably not your intuition because one of the reasons why your intuition is so miraculous and just this like amazing thing is because it almost like comes out of thin air. And it's the like- infinite. It, exactly, you know, like you can, trace back certain thoughts yeah, and beliefs so, or decisions and a way to do that is by asking yourself where did this thought come from where did this belief come from and then like you can tie it to a person and then tie yeah. it to another person and you'll be like okay so i this isn't me thinking that and i was talking about this today on tiktok that like 95 percent of our day is subconscious oh, yeah 95 yeah 95 i like to think i've gotten to like 91 you know some like i like to think that because i'm just like i was also saying i'm like like 95% of your day you spend thinking. So if you're thinking all the time, how can you make it productive? So I'm always trying to be mindful of what I'm allowing myself to spend my time thinking about. Because if you're spending your time thinking about girls or guys, whatever gender you are, whatever, what's the ROI on that time invested thinking about that thing? You know, So it's like super important to be mindful about what you're allowing yourself to entertain. Because like, if you don't, if you don't catch yourself tripping, you're just gonna fall down a slippery slope and then you'll waste 30 minutes and be like, wow, I just wasn't thinking there. Yeah. Well, it's like really like, we have like these systems of thought and it's like they help us. It's like, because we can only use so much time thinking about what we're doing now. So it's like we have to have some, we feel like we have to have some things on autopilot because it's like that's how we live our life. You know, like you just wake up and you do certain things. It's like those are like the habits. But for most people, their habits are formed without them having to say it like they're not mm. consciously doing it kind of like you putting your pants on one leg at a time you know yeah <laughs> like that's a habit that you didn't really have a choice to do like someone told you that was how you do it and now you do it that <laughs> way. and and then that habit becomes a part of your identity 
And so people feel a little bit helpless in their habits and then they'll just say like, you know, this is who I am. You know, I've always done things this way because it's like, we are what we, we repeat, you know? Yeah, and it's so, so, so important not to identify yourself as like anything or with anything. Yeah. Because like, I had a, I had a friend who recently called me and he was like, yo, I have this blank, you know, like mm-hmm. some sort of uh, mental disease, I don't know what to call it. And I was like, bro, I think it's super, super important that you don't like identify with that and you don't just say that you are someone with this and that you are, you are that, you know? Like, say, say you have anxiety, I think it's super important not to label yourself as like, yeah, I'm an anxious person. Or yeah, I have anxiety. I would say like, yeah, I experience anxiety in moments, but I, like, you are not that trait, and that trait is not you, regardless of what that depression, anxiety, whatever it is, like you are not that, you don't have that, you experience it in moments. Um, because that's just like, when, when you identify with something, it's changing your genetics, like your biology. And if you want to read more about that, read the book, You Are the Placebo. It talks about the neuroscience and how thoughts change our epigenetics on like, like I've, there, there's been studies about people literally growing taller because they convince themselves that they are growing taller. Placebo, man. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So I think I'm going to try that. I think I'm going to try that. Yeah, yeah I mean, maybe, you'll, maybe you'll get taller. I am getting taller, <laughs> yeah. But no, yeah, like, it's like, <laughs> it's also going to be like, when we like, if you if you're experiencing anxiety, and you say like I I should or shouldn't be feeling that like that that should or shouldn't just creates like uncertainty. Yeah, but but also just like guilt and conflict. Yeah, yeah. It's like because you're you're saying that you shouldn't be feeling the way you are, but the way you're feeling is is the way you're feeling, and so you don't allow it to pass through you, and so you're creating friction and resistance within yourself, and. You know, by labeling it good or bad, you don't see it for what it is. And you know that you've definitely gone through some like difficult times in life that have helped you like transform into who you are. Yeah. And it's like you can't extract a lesson from something if you're just labeling it, turning away and then walking away. But it's like it's always there. You can't label it. It, was, it reminds me of when we were driving yeah. over the bridge deal with the other day. When I go, Eric, what do you think of that right there? And it looks beautiful, you know? Like, I'm gonna put it in a box and I'll label it, just so you guys know. And Eric just goes, it is. <laughs> and I was like, well, yo. It's, it's, hard, it's hard to not label people. Yeah, sometimes it's like, it is. I'm like, nice. <laughs> I mean, yo, like, the most beautiful things in life, it's like, they- yeah, Inexplainable. They leave you speechless, you know? Inexplainable. So what do you think every young person, if you could go back to like 17, what are you telling that person? What am I telling that person? Yeah. I'm telling them to to quiet out the outside noise. Because it's like at that early age, if all the voices outside of your, yourself are louder than your own voice, then that's when you get lost. And it's like at that young age, that's when we're so susceptible, we're so vulnerable, we're being you know conditioned, we're adopting these belief systems and ideas and that that forms our perception of the world, and then in turn, that forms who we are. It's like we don't see things as they are, we see them as we are. And at that young age, we're forming that idea of, of who we are. And it's, so it's like the sooner that you can come back to yourself, start to trust yourself, start to be aware, spend more time with yourself, and you know, not worry about the validation. It's like it's hard because it's like it's instinctive to want to be accepted. Everyone wants a sense of belonging, like a sense of community. You know, like you should be here. And it's it's somewhat realizing that you can do that from the inside out rather than the outside in. 
So instead of like me belonging, being like, I want to do everything else that other people are doing, it's you doing things that feel like you belong to yourself, like you belong within yourself. Because it's like most people are friends out in the world, but they're a stranger with themselves. And so it's like, I would rather be a stranger out in the world and it's like feel, com- feel comfortable in my own company. And then it's like from that, it's only natural that you're gonna attract those people into your life that are, that are approaching life in, yeah. in, that, in that similar that's way. True. And you know, at the end of the day, like you, you, you're, you're the only thing that you can be certain of. Like life happens through you. See, I experienced this through me. Anything that I think, it's like reality is objective and how we view it, like, that's how we interpret it. We interpret it based off of our internal structuring. And if like we're not building the structure within us, then other people are building it for us. And so in turn, they're building our life for us. Damn. So I'm glad you touched on the validation thing. Cause like when I was in high school, like I, I would often find myself at places and settings where I knew I shouldn't be there, but I did it because like I, I didn't want to be alone. You know, I didn't want to be sitting at home bored while everyone had plans. So like I would just make like any sort of plan I could have and I'd be hanging out being like, damn, like, I know I shouldn't be here. Like I would, I, I would gain more from being by myself, but I would like, push myself to do things. Um, because I didn't have yeah. that feeling yeah. with myself. And like, you don't even have to say should, but it's like, it's like you, you're not there because you want to be there. You're there because you think other people want you to be there and that you'll be accepted if you are there. Mm-hmm. And it's like, that's all we want at a younger age. I mean, like, if you think about with our, our, our parents, like, we're like, look, mom, look, I'm doing this, look, dad, I'm doing this. Like, we want, it's like, we want that love and acceptance. And it's like, in school and growing up, we're never, we're never taught how to, you know, be self-aware, how to get love from ourselves. We're taught everything is outside of us. And it's like we have like to go out into the opposite. world yeah, exactly. and get all of these things so that we can feel like we're enough. And we're not taught that, so we spend our whole life searching for the things that can make us feel at peace with ourselves. And that's why we never do feel at peace with ourselves. It's a constant cycle of temporary, like, oh, this is okay, that fades away. And then we have to go find the next thing, get the next accomplishment, have the next person compliment us, get in the next relationship, get the next car, the next this, the next that, yeah. all to find out that it's been here the entire time, that we've been sitting it's on our own been piece. Here the whole time. Reminds me, uh, when I when I got back from Costa Rica, Eric was like, how was it? And I was like, bro, when I was there, <laughs> when I was there, I was fully fucking at peace, bro. It was just like, I was zen. He goes, well, then you just gotta find your inner Costa Rica. And I go, damn. Because that feeling, like, yeah, Costa Rica brought it out of me, but I was the one feeling it, you know? That's yeah. what people need to realize is that those feelings you're searching for, they're all already there. And thoughts can pull them out of you. Yeah, it's the same thing with being a relationship, and it's like, that person showed you that you had those feelings and those type of experiences within you. The but love then, you're looking for, you have. Exactly, and it's like, when you can, when you can learn that, then you know, you'll never have to be dependent on someone else for that. And then you come together and it's like, it's a complimentary thing. Mm-hmm. It's like, you find your inner Costa Rica and go to Costa Rica and it's Costa Rica on steroids. Yeah, cause you already got the inner Costa Rica. You know, Rica. so it's like, 
So think about your favorite vacation you've ever took and ask yourself, how can I pull out the inner vacation out of me? Because it's already there. Or just, yeah, just like, th- like think about the feelings that you experienced like when you were there, like what made it peaceful. Like maybe because, you know, Costa Rica, there's, there's less, you know, noise, traffic and noise. It was easier for you to find that silence. So that just means that you know, being in Miami, it's going to be more difficult to find that silence. But if you really that, if you really value that silence, then you will find it. You'll find it. Okay. Yeah. All right. I think it's a good point to leave off because I don't like my podcast to be. Yeah. How, how long? Yeah. It's only twenty-four minutes. Perfect. Perfect. Twenty-four minutes. All right, everybody. Well, I'm looking at the camera right now, and I really hope I was in the frame. But if not, the value's still there. Um, I think we're going to make some more podcasts now that Eric lives in my fucking building. In my fucking building, so that's insanely convenient. Yeah, I followed him here. Yeah, he just kind of spawned here one day. I was like, who the fuck is this guy? Uh, but I'm about to go eat some sushi, throw this video on YouTube. Um, I hope you guys took something away from this video. Comment what you want to see. I'm always down to supply. Go follow fucking Eric. Yeah, yeah and also don't compare yourselves to us. Don't compare yourself to the people around you. No one's better than anyone. And everyone's pretending to be someone they're not, showing the highlighted version of themselves. We're just here, here, a short period of time, you know, trying to spread love and light to the universe. And, love and, and light. And love and light. With the awareness is here, you know, just enjoy the experience, enjoy the people around you, you know, and enjoy yeah. the moment. Enjoy the moment, yeah. All right, guys, till next time, stay woke. All right. And be easy. <laughs>